The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Empower Radio presents The Miracle of Healing with Lisa Campion. Meet healers, learn different modalities, and hear empowering stories of people on their healing journey. The Miracle of Healing on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Lisa Campion. Hi, everybody. I'm Lisa Campion, and this is The Miracle of Healing on Empower Radio, where we come together every week to discuss all kinds of healing, and that's something the world needs a lot of, right? Um, And if you're new to my show, I'm super happy to have you here today, and if you've been listening for a while, welcome back. What if you could work out your spirit like you work out your body? Um, that would, I think a lot of people are really tired of living lives that are kind of dull and empty, life based on comparison or competition or lack or fear. And we all want to feel better, but we don't really know how. Um, maybe that spiritual fitness is kind of the key. And thank God we have today a spiritual fitness instructor, <laughs> author and coach Kate Ekman. She's going to share with us her inner fitness regime that she's used in her life and actually in all the coaching practices that she coaches some very um, high-level people on these on how to live a life that's made of self-worth and sort of contentment that comes in from the inside. She's Her practice is rooted in neuroscience, positive psychology, um, and, and she brings all that together to do whole person coaching. Um, I'm so happy to have you here today, Kate. Welcome so much to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's such my joy to be here. Yeah, I'm so glad. So um, tell us a little bit about full spirit workout. Like, what does that mean and how do we work out our spirits? Yeah, so the full spirit workout is a play on the full body workout that you often hear advertised at the gym, but it's also about bringing your full spirit, which is your authentic truth and power, your passion, your presence to everyone you meet and everything that you do. It's it's showing up like you mean it. Spiritual fitness is having the courage to be who we truly are and, and be as authentic and authentically as we need to be, meaning it's not just about this polished, put together person that we present to the world, but also the courage to be that messy person behind the scenes, just trying to keep it all together. You know, that person is so relatable and and lovable. And this is about really discovering who we are underneath all the the titles and labels and limitations and Mm. perceived flaws and and discovering and exploring what we really want. Hmm. I think there, um, there's such a split these days, like now more than ever between what we present to the world, like our facade, our image, and that what you see on social media and people sort of like pour like a lot of energy into creating these things that look good on the outside. But what you're talking about is we have to deal with what's actually on the inner plane, right? Yeah, and I think people are, are, are frankly exhausted and overwhelmed and 
we're all guilty. And that, that was really a lot of the inspiration behind writing this book is we're all guilty of placing our worth in the externals, what we look yeah. like, how much money we make, the social media following that everyone says we mm. need, um, you know, the, the house, the car, all the shiny objects. And then what research indicates in my own life has certainly indicated is that none of that moves the needle on our well-being. What, what moves the needle are things like sleep, exercise, time affluence. In other words, having the time to do what we actually want to do. Um, Social connection, what we're doing right here. I always feel so energized talking to people like yourself. Doesn't cost a penny, increases my well-being greatly. And and another personal favorite, the acts of kindness and and service and a gratitude visit, which I write about in the book that I invite everyone to read about. and, And please do that exercise. You will experience a tremendous boost in your confidence and well-being and and something i always say to my clients when when we get in a lot of it's been a lot of zoom this past year and a half of mm. course but it's this is a no pretend zone i i think we do spend so much time pretending and and it's 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 breaking us down literally yeah. and i i'm even seeing it now with world-class athletes where it's just they can't sustain the pressure and the stress and expectation anymore and they sh- they shouldn't have to so i i think this is just caring about our ourselves in a whole new way. But first, we need to actually admit that we're struggling in some way and that there's no shame in that. It's part of the human experience. And then asking ourselves, okay, what do we want to do about this? And who do I need to be to actually achieve my cherished goals? Yeah, it's, it's interesting that because we're talking about this during the Olympics, right? And it, <clears throat> the Olympics is sort of full this today with all the news of like these premier athletes that have like cracked, you know, and um, Naomi Osaka, you know, gone like even Simone Biles, like out, you know, and and I, I just was thinking about like how unfair the pressure they the pr- pressure they must be under. Like I'd fold too, I think, just to get out from under that. Yeah, and and as a swimmer, and I I wasn't at the Olympics, but swam all through college, I wanted to make the Olympics and and didn't. And so I know just the magnitude of even making the Olympic team, even if you don't make finals as a swimmer. And to watch these announcers say this, first of all, you're huffing and puffing after your race. And, And to say to these swimmers who got a bronze or silver medal and speak to them like they didn't, oh, you didn't, it wasn't that somehow. It, it boils my blood. And then you wonder why they see, and they handle it with such grace because they're all champions in their own right. And and they're, they're, they're on a big stage, but for someone with seemingly no athletic talent, which is most announcers, unless they're former Olympians, they've hired. Oh, like you got the bronze. Are you disappointed? And, Ooh, um, yeah. And, 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 you know, for people listening who aren't athletes and aren't in the Olympics, I think we've all had that moment where mm. you give it your all, you try your best, you have fun and someone says it's not enough. Or if you're like me, your own inner critic is never satisfied and it doesn't matter what you do. It's like, oh, you sold 10,000 copies of your book. Why don't you sell 20,000? It's not good enough. And it's like, whoa, whoa. Mm. And we've all been guilty of, of doing that to ourselves. Yeah. So how do we, how do we do that? How do we shift the focus off the out, like the outer world and back into the inner self? It seems so like, um, contrary to what, how most people are living. How do we, where, where, what's a good place to start? 
Yeah. And that's, that's why it is a practice and I'm not saying it's easy. It's simple, but not easy. I think a great place to start is to start spending. I know this is uncomfortable for some people start spending a lot more quiet time alone. And I do a practice called my sit and stare time. It's a minimum five minutes a day. I do more like an hour. I break it up in between meetings and sessions and you do what it says. You sit and stare out the window or in front of you and check in with yourself like you were a small child and say, how are you doing? What do you need right now? What can I do for you? If you're feeling extra bold that that day, you can say, I'm so proud of you. You handled that upsetting email with so much grace. You handled that mean comment um, and you didn't react. You were non-reactive. That's true spiritual fitness and practice. And so I think we're, we're not practiced at listening. We're, we're practiced at listening to, to all the nonsense out there. We're practiced at listening to our ego mind who says you're not good enough. And then we wonder why we feel like crap. So I'm talking about listening to that divine wisdom that's always mm. available to us. We just have to download it into our mind and then bring it down into our hearts so that it lives as wisdom in our bodies. And then you change your default setting. So instead of trying to force or control or strive to make anything happen, we naturally become the people who attract the abundance and the opportunities and the experience. And, and we have that newfound confidence, but it does start with simple practices of sitting quietly by ourselves and tuning into that wisdom while being able to block out all the other noise. I think people don't like to do that because what happens is all their feelings come up. All the emotion comes up, all of the stuff we've been trying, maybe trying to put down and, and, and avoid by being busy, busy, busy. Um, so how do we handle that when we get emotional or things have come up in that space? Yeah, it's a great question. And I've certainly been there. And I, I think it is like physical exercise where we resist it. I think for me, the hardest part is just going once I'm there, I'm pretty good. And then I feel tremendous after. And I think, why do you ever skip this? You feel so much better. And so it's, it really is the same thing. It's, it's our willingness. One of my favorite spiritual principle says our good intentions are not enough. Our willingness is everything. So just even if it's two minutes, just being willing to sit there with the uncomfortable feelings or, you know, mm. like you said, people don't want to go there because it's painful to think yeah. about that thing that happened or some limitation that we're experiencing. But like physical exercise, as you're, as you do it, you become stronger and stronger and then you start to crave it. And then you see the results in terms of improved confidence and relationships you just feel better overall and you start attracting so many different people in your life you can let some people fall away there's that beautiful martin luther king jr quote that says on your journey mighty companions will join you first maybe you need to create some space for the mighty companions to come in maybe allow some of the non-mighty companions to lovingly go um but Again, it, it really does start with our, our willingness, you know, or you feel like, dear God, I, I do not feel comfortable doing this right now, but I am willing to, I, I do not feel at peace right now, but I'm willing to choose peace and just slowly inviting that in. And it does get easier. Over We all know this. We've all started yeah. things. Think of your first day as, as a mom or a thing. And then your first day on the job and you feel overwhelmed. Like, you know, I, I work with an athlete who said, you know, his first day on the college team, he, and I love when men admit this, he said he went to the coach and he cried. Like, I can't dribble. I can't pass. I can't shoot. I don't think this is for me and try to get out of his scholarship and leave the university. And the coach Aww. was like, I know it broke my heart and I appreciated him admitting it. And, but it's just like, you're going to, you just, just keep going. And it, that's why it's important again for us to have a coach 
therapist, yep. friend, somebody who says, I'm not going to let you quit or give up. I know it's hard. I've been there. Let's mm. work through this. Well, you talked about a really, a, a thing that I think so many of us do, which is sabotage. You know, like when we really get in the flow of our, our own soul, Carolyn May says, if you saw your true life purpose, you would run screaming the, in the other direction as fast as you can, <laughs> because the, the truth of our real life purpose is so big. It's so much bigger than our, our egos or our personal self really can deal with a lot of times. And when we get into that or we step into it or we start that, we sometimes try to get out of it and we do all the sabotaging. Right, girl. I I'm laughing out loud because I I think of this you know nice on camera career I was having and the nice money I was making and essentially giving it all up because I I I could no longer deny that calling to do this work and to write this book and and to devote like go back to school and like at 40 years old getting a, a, another master's degree it's like oh my so much time energy money. Mm -hmm. I just, I, we all hear the call, you know, it's just not all of us answer, but I, I answered the call and like that, that what she said, it's like, oh my gosh, this is hard. This is painful. This is so much work. And anyone who's written a book, you know, that they're not money makers and you work so hard for, for no money, but, and people are like, what are you? It's like, what is your goal? And for me, I'm like, I really want spiritual fitness to be mainstream. I want people to talk about it and do these exercises. And it really is that pure of an intention, which people can't understand. Or I think they think we make a lot of money and it's just, it's my life assignment. You know, it's, and, Me and, too. Yeah. <laughs> I just got, I just got my third book deal, right? So I'm working on my thank you. I'm working on my third book now, and and I got the book deal. I was like, oh my god! And then I was like, oh my god! What have I done? Why did I say I would do this again? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for saying that and admitting that because I'm hearing the call too, and I'm like, it's kind of like, don't do it, don't do it. So I. Thank you for but sharing I that. It. I did it because it's like my soul is pushing me to do it. And my personality is like, no, because it's so hard. Book writing is so difficult. But um, I must love it because I keep doing it. I guess I must love it more than I hate it because I keep doing it. But I think any of those things that we're called to are hard. You know, like the, the soul work is really difficult. And, 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 and we just struggle really between this, like the push of our soul and the friction that our personality, you know, um, gives us when we do that. And what I read in your book, which is beautiful, here it is, right? Um, that what were a lot of different ways to kind of deal with the personal self, to deal with that tricky ego, you know, our, how do we stop sabotaging? How do we um, feel better about ourselves? How do we feel worthy of the success? Because I think so much of it comes down to that. Um, and you, you give some really concrete and really beautiful advice um, about, or, or strategies and techniques that are, are, functional and useful and easy, you know, to get your hands around to kind of calm that part of us that's always in resistance to the callings we have. Yeah. I, and I think there's, you know, I, I call them my five P's of confidence. And I think we can all start with being more present, you know, turning the distractions off, being fully where we are with the people that we're with, even if it's just ourselves. And, and then having that presence showing up like you mean it, you know, so many people are, I'm not getting the goals or oh, Lisa gets all the book deals. I don't. And I'm like, 
you know, Lisa shows up like she means it. You know, you're kind of, so a lot of times people tell me about their goals and all I'm thinking is, I don't believe you or their goal is based on what they think it'll mean in terms of what people think or societal standards they don't even believe in. So that leads mm. me to another P, which is our, our purpose. That's your why. Why is this important to you? And I, I really encourage people to spend a lot of time when you're doing your sit and stare and your quiet time in the space of, why do I want to write a book? Why do I want this career? Why do I want to get married? Why to this person? And maybe start coming up with some better answers for yourself. Um, that leads me to, mm. to, pa to patience. You know, patience stems from a Latin word for suffering. So I get it that we're all suffering while we wait for the thing that we want. But in, in the patience, we, we grow and expand into the people who can actually achieve this goal. And, and so really trust the process, trust that things are working out for you behind the scenes. Um, maybe not always on your time, but you know, keep putting one foot in front of the other. And then, you know, preparation and practice, those are two P's that there's no substitute for, for being prepared and, and putting in the reps. Again, with people say they want these goals and it's like you saying, I, I wanna be really fit, but just showing up at the gym in your cute outfit and not doing any work, you know, you have to do your push-ups and sit-ups and your personal trainer can't do it for you. And, and the two bonus P's that have emerged more recently are, are pause and person, as in be a person. And pause is, again, spiritual fitness in action. It's that non-reactivity. It's taking a beat before you respond to the upsetting text or email. It's wow. refraining from telling the jerk he's really a jerk, knowing it could damage the relationship forever and, and and person oh i love this my, my speaking coach eduardo always says this to me just be a freaking person i'm someone who's so caught up in and performance and perfectionism and, and trying to present this you know perfect package to the world he's like just be a freaking person and when we allow ourselves to just be a freaking person we're more lovable and relatable and, and we get to be our authentic selves and inspire others to, to do the same yeah, I love that. I love that too. And I find, especially as a writer, the more raw I write, the more person like I put into my writing, people are like, oh my God, they can't stop reading like whatever my train wreck du jour is, you know, um, because that it shows the person and um, not the slick, you know, kind of uh, facade that we're we're always putting so much energy into. And let's talk about relationships. You brought that up for a minute. And I, I want to talk like, how do we, how do we do practice these principles in relationships? Because my, in my experience, relationship, the point of, especially the soulmate relationship is to take up all of your stuff and put it in your face so that you can <laughs> work it through. And, and, um, and that's not what people always think is going to happen. They're like, it's going to be the happy ever after when I meet my soulmate, but really that's often not. So how do we handle that? Yeah, relationships, especially romantic ones, can be counted on to bring up all of our stuff. And it can be so painful and uncomfortable. And oftentimes we think, oh, my gosh, this person's bringing up my stuff. Clearly, they're not for me. Screw them. I'm out of here. We're really, you know, God, spirit, universe is up there like, oh, this is really good. You know, I'm not saying you're going to be with this person forever, but you need to bring this stuff up as a detox process to really heal and grow. And whether it's this person or the next, at some point, you're going to have to deal with this stuff. If you want to be in a long-term, healthy, committed relationship that really honors and serves you and, and the other person. And, you know, there's so much societal emphasis on, well, is this person really good enough for you? And, and making your laundry list of what you want in an ideal partner and, and much less time is, is spent actually going through that list and thinking, am I everything on this list? And, and how can I be 
you know, an even better partner. I mean, that's a big difference between focusing on what someone's going to give you um, versus on and what you can get versus on what you can give. And as I like to say to people, you know, if your ideal partner showed up tonight, would would they want you? Or if right. you're already married, um, you know, are you the person, are you still the person that your mate fell in love with? And we know by the divorce rate, the answer is no. And by all the unhealthy and miserable relationships, I, I often see the answer is no. So it really is spending the time to, to work on ourselves and and also knowing and understanding, I mean, even family members, lifetime assignments. I, I look at relationships as lifetime assignments, spouse, kids, mom, your dad. Mother, if you can do it with your mother, you can do it with anyone. That's what I think. <laughs> it's the mother's a litmus test. You, uh, thank you for saying that. And, you know, I saw a quote somewhat recently that, that made me laugh and cry, especially with all the work that, that we do, you know, all the spiritual work we do, all the things that we do. And it said, you think you're so enlightened, go spend a week with your parents. And it just made me laugh out loud because it's, it's so true. Our parents too going to trigger the crap out of us. And mm -hmm. you know, when we're triggered, it's just our values are, are being disrupted and, and challenged, but I'm not saying I'm an enlightened master by any way, shape or form. I still do the work like everybody else. And I'm just telling you family members, yes, lifetime assignments. It doesn't always mean we like the people, but that is the work and you master that. It's kind of that, that saying you make it in New York city. You can make it anywhere. Right. You master that, that relationship with your parents. I don't even want to say master. You get to a, <laughs> a good place with it. The world, you, you can make it anywhere. You can get along with anyone. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And I, and I like, you like I've stopped freaking out when I get triggered and I instead I get curious and you've talked a lot you talk a lot in your book, a book about curiosity as kind of like a, a a tool to move us out of judgment um which we're always so judgmental but if we can cultivate curiosity when I get triggered I'm like well well I wonder why see it is an opportunity to kind of like heal something or release something or let something go and step a little more into my authentic self. So how do, how do we, how does curiosity work? And, and maybe even um, some of the brain, cause you, your neuroscience is, is righteous. And I love that you loop that into the conversation too. Oh yeah. Thank you. I mean, the curious versus anxious brain is the research I, I did in grad school or I didn't do it, but I read about it in grad school. And I talk about it in the book because if we're honest, we spend so much time in our anxious brain. I mean, even and I was sharing with you before we got started. I, I'm moving tomorrow. Anxious. Oh, anxious brain activated. How am I going to deal this? Yep. Oh my gosh. What if this, uh, blah, blah. And so I'm like, okay, well, so first it's us knowing or noticing and acknowledging like, Ooh, you're really anxious about this. And then switching into the curious brain that says, Hmm. Yeah. So what an adventure. Oh, you're moving tomorrow. What an adventure. Um, what fun place can you stop along the way to really energize and nourish yourself with some good food? Hmm, I wonder who I could ask to help um, help me move that really heavy mirror. Hmm, I'm going to reach out to Laura and getting in that. And I think another way to, to shift is to ask yourself a bunch of questions, starting with what if. So what if is really going to boost that mental metabolism, get your mind focused and, and energized where it needs to be. So instead of, oh, this is so hard. Or what else do people always say? I don't have time. How about what if I did have time? What if I made this a priority and finally got my health in check? What if I could call Lisa and collaborate with her on a new project? What if I could reach out to Kojo and start a podcast? What if, what if, what if? And then you're in a place of energy and enthusiasm and excitement rather than the, oh, ain't it awful? Oh, mm -hmm. why me?
I right? totally love that. I love that so much. So the what if like opens our field, to, you know, opens us to the field of possibility rather than like, um, I, I think like for me, it was super hard to come out of like feeling victimized by life and by victimized by my success. I just had to work through that one, you know, victimized like through like busyness and all the things I'm doing. I'm like, and that, that what if curiosity thing really helped me not feel like I'm, I'm just a at the mercy of my own life, <laughs> you know, and, and feeling more powerful. And like, this is something that I chose and something that I wanted. Wow. That's, that's really powerful to even bring success into it. Cause my aunt recently said that to me when it was just, I wasn't, didn't have time to see anyone, you know what it's like with a, a book launch. And she said, well, <laughs> so I love my aunt. She said, well, you wanted success. Here you are. <laughs> you know, And it's like, I think we do that to ourselves too. If, if you're like me, it's either the nothing's ever enough or you make right. this lump sum of money. Well, why isn't it double or why isn't it bigger? Mm. So again, catching yourself in that pattern, which is really just a product of our culture. So have some grace for yourself. Or it's like you said, you're you're so busy. It's like, I haven't, I haven't gotten to the gym as much. I haven't seen my friends as much, or I'm so tired. I just, I think of all the days I've had off where I'm like, all I want to do is work and make money. And then all you're doing is working and making money. And you're like, I just want a day off. So, <laughs> we've all been there. I and know. I think, you know, celebrating the successes. But as I say, you know, I had recently a, a client of mine who was going through kind of a, a dry spell with, with career and work. And I said, you know what? It's coming. So enjoy this time now. It's just like my mom, I was talking about her wedding. I wasn't there, obviously. But I just said, you know, what would you have done differently? And she said, I wish I would have just enjoyed it more. And I've never forgot that lesson. She said that to me when I was a kid, because I think we get to the place we want to go, which is huge. And then we're not enjoying it or like the Olympics. They're there. They're at the Olympics and they're not fully enjoying it because of the stress or pressure or unrealistic right. expectations. I love that, Kate. So, Kate, let's talk for a minute about how people can get your wonderful book, The Full Spirit Workout, and how can they reach you if they want to reach you? Sure. So you can go to thefullspiritworkout.com. I've put a lot of links there, but you can really buy it anywhere where the book is sold in stores and online. And my website is kateekman.tv. There it is. Would love to connect with you over there. Also, I want to share that the book meditations are all recorded there for you. So please take advantage. They're free. You can really go on that journey of self-discovery. We mixed and mastered them in high frequencies to get you there quicker and really help you to recalibrate your mind and, and really come up with some new opportunities for yourself mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and then physically let's manifest it in the world. And I'd love to stay connected. It really is a community of, of collaboration and, and support and really a place where we want to energize, not just ourselves, but the people around us as well. That's so awesome. Thank you so much, Kate, for being on the show today and bringing your joy, your enthusiasm and your wisdom to to uh, to our, our listeners and also to the world through your beautiful work. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. Thank you so much. And congratulations on all your success. I'm so hey, proud gosh. of you. Well, thanks, too. Thank you. <laughs> and if you guys thank you for all of you for who are listening or watching us. Thank you so much for showing up and being with us today. If you want to uh, come find me, you can find me at my website, lisacampion.com. I hope you stop by and visit. I have lots of free stuff for psychics, empaths and healers. That's sort of my jam. And what I what I do, what I want to do the most is create an army of healers that are out there saving the world. So come by and and see me. And thank you for being with us today on uh, the miracle of healing, where we are saving the planet one person at a time right here on Empower Radio. Thank you.
I'm Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, beauty expert, self-confidence coach, and Hay House author. My podcast, Beauty and Beyond, is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process. Listen in for my professional advice, as well as my expert guests, as we share valuable tips, practical tools, and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing, but also live an amazing life part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts.